0: Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is February the 5th, 2020. As always, I give thanks to God for you, what he continues to do in your life and through you concerning the people, places, and things that he has ordained and divinely connected to you. Know that if this is your first time listening in. Or if you've been listening for a while, God has assigned people to you to pray for, to intercede on behalf of, to stand in the gap for, all of those things. If God lays a person on your heart, it's not just, oh, I was just thinking about that person. No, lift up a prayer for that person. And then reach out to them. Or reach out to them and say, hey, I was thinking about you. Just wanted to check on you. Hope everything is going well. You never know what that does for a person. You never know what they just prayed about that morning or prayed for earlier in the day. And then here you come with with a thoughtful message. Or here you come with the scripture. Or you don't know what that person, person may face later on that day. So don't take your assignments lightly regarding your connection with people. Don't take your assignments lightly regarding your divine connection with places or things. God uses people in the earth so that his will will be fulfilled. God can do whatever he wants to do. He doesn't need us. However, he uses us as his people that his will will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. On this morning, you know, it's Friday. We do things differently. So we still in chapter six. Are you all tired of chapter six? Um, I'm not tired of chapter six. I'm not tired of the book of Daniel because the Bible tells us line upon line, precept upon precept. When we ask God to bind his word to our hearts, we can't just read through it like it's a book, but we have to read through it again. We have to listen to it again. We have to underline, take notes, write words off to the side. We got to Gives back his word. That's how the Lord is able to bring the word back into your remembrance when you're praying on behalf of a person, places, place or thing. That's how when situations arise in your life you are able to encourage yourself because the word has been bound to your heart and you know, above all else, what God says about it. Real quick bird walk. A friend of mine asked me the other day about my opinion about something. And I simply told her, I don't have one. And she said, uh, yes, you do. I just want to know what you think as my, as my friend, I said, I don't have one and so we she laughed about it and i laughed about it and um i said and i and i just told her i said you know the the more i get closer to god the more that i understand that my opinion uh, about a, a particular situation really doesn't matter and we have to be careful about that as men and women of god because your opinion if it's not rooted and grounded in what God says, has the ability to influence someone. I don't care who you are. I don't care if that's not your intention. I had to learn, um, and I'm still learning, it's intention versus impact. It's not your intention about a thing. It's about how it impacts someone else. So, if you, if somebody asks you, what do you think? What should you, what should I do? You have to preface that either by saying, look, I'm, I'm speaking for me. I'm speaking for me. And this is what I would do. And you know what? Now the Lord says this, you know, so that you can be real with it. You can be real with it, but no, when you give people advice and you give people your opinion, and it is contrary to the word of God. And that person acts out on your influence. Now you can say, "Well, they're grown; they're gonna do whatever they want to do." That's true; they will. But the reality is, what influence did you have on that decision? Um, there is something that I studied, and and um, and I'm going to get to what we're going to talk about today. But it's it's called the spirit of Jonadab. And it's about the influence that Jonadab had both on David and David's son. I don't believe it's the one who slept with the sister. I can't think of his name right now, Tamar, but you can Google it. I didn't even know it was a spirit until I recognized it in someone. See, sometimes God will allow you to recognize something in someone and you might can't put your finger on it. But then as you read the word, God will reveal to you what spirit that person is operating under. And so this is at a time when I when I took note that someone that I. I don't mean I, I interact with this person I took note of um, that they were operating under the spirit of Jonadab and it is a uh I would say to you it is a deadly uh influential spirit it is a deadly influential spirit because Jonadab influenced some influenced people into doing the wrong thing and they didn't even know it. They didn't even know it. And and David was close to God. So no matter your relationship with God or how close you think you are to God or how close I think I am to God. We we consistently and constantly have to stay before God um, so that he can increase our levels of spiritual discernment. And sometimes with people we know and we love and we trust, we put our guards down but i'm learning that i can afford to put my guard down in this season so if i ask someone something even if i know that even if i know by their fruit um that they may not have a close relationship with god my relationship has to be so close that they can't sway me that they can't influence me but because my relationship with god is close i know that i can influence people and so I have to be careful and if you are a man and woman of God or if you are a parent or a grandparent or an older sibling and you know that you can influence people be careful that you influence them according to the word of God now you don't have to say God said but you can give them godly principle because some people can't handle your God says the word says that gets on people's nerves but you can give them godly principle You can give them godly principle. And if they're a believer, you can say the Bible says, because that might be the thing that, that pulls them in because they know it's not you, that it's God. So I say all that for somebody to, to, for somebody to know that you have influence, you have influence and people will come to you for guidance and wisdom. But don't be like the, the people with uh, witchcraft and um, fortune tellers and give them just wisdom according to you. Give them godly wisdom according to the word of God. So I know that was a little bird walk, but mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. So maybe somebody needed to hear that today. But in Daniel chapter six, I wanted to talk about the traps, And I wanted to talk about Uh, Men, if, if there are any men listening or if you know a man, you can send this to them. Men, you have to be careful about the decisions that you make because the decisions that you make as heads of your house, as covering of your children and of your spouse, and if you're not married of your children, you have to be careful because the decisions that you make, even if initially they only involve you they impact your children. Let's, let's do a bird. Uh, let's do a, a, a quick talk about it. So when we know, we know that there were satraps and satraps were appointed to rule throughout the kingdom. Daniel was over them. So for whatever reason, jealousy set in. Does the Bible say it was jealousy? Well, it says that, um, Daniel had distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel. So the only thing that we have that that is before that is that Daniel had exceptional qualities. So If you are a man who has exceptional qualities, or if you are a man that God has given favor, or let's say even woman, okay, let's put the women in here. If you are a man or woman in which God has given you favor, God has given you exceptional qualities, God has uh, catapulted you in a place where you are financially blessed, you are physically blessed, you are spiritually blessed. Any of those ways, know that surrounding people, somebody's going to be jealous. Can I be real? Somebody's going to be jealous. They may smile in your face. They may tell you well done. All of those things. But just know somebody's going to be jealous and everybody doesn't have your best interest at heart. So the satraps had decided at that point on to set him up. And they said, and the Bible says that um, they tried to find grounds for charges, but they couldn't. They were unable to do so because we know that Daniel was righteous. He was in right standing with God. And so he was, um, God had given him those exceptional qualities. So even when God gives you exceptional qualities, people will still hate on you because they can't understand why you have it. They can't understand why you have it and why they don't. Even though they know Daniel was a praying man, they weren't willing to turn to the God who was able to do the same thing for them. So what they decided to do was they said they could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt. So he wasn't like them. God will sometimes put you around people who you are not like. God will intentionally put you around people who you are not like, who you are not like, and who will hate on you because of what is God is doing in your life. So they will set, they will try, notice, try to set you up and they will set you up. They did set Daniel up. It just didn't shake out the way they planned on it. So then they did that, but then they buttered up the king. Right. So they manipulated the king into issuing a decree because they knew the only way they was going to get Daniel was for Daniel to be found uh, doing something against the decree. Now, once they got everything set up, you know, and then they went back to the king and say, now, king, didn't you say, didn't you say? Right. So then the king, because it was a decree and by law, he had to fulfill the decree. So that's what he did. He called for Daniel. We know Daniel went in the lion's den and we know Daniel escaped without a wound right? But when Daniel came out praising God, he was excited and the king was overjoyed. That's what the word says. Verse 23, the king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. Then verse 24 says, at the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den along, check this out, along with their wives, and children and before they reached the floor of the den the lions the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones all right men of god women of god because we know that god is no respecter of person so i'm going to address the women too but i'm really going to address the men in this in this situation, we have no inclination that the wives and the children were in on what their husbands were doing. We have no inclination of that. Often even to this day you hear people say surely the wife knew what the man was doing. Really don't believe that y'all. Don't believe that. Not that that not that wives are uh, are silly or not that wives aren't paying attention, but when when people Man or women have it in their heart. Remember, it was a setup from the beginning. When people have set certain things up in their heart to do, you know, you can have your eyes wide open and be sharp. But when you trust a person, you're not looking for them to do bad. And when you want to trust a person, you're not looking for them to be manipulative or deceitful. So the king trusted the satraps, right? He put them in rulership. The wives and the children trusted the man, the husband, the headship of their house, not knowing that he was out manipulating and being deceptive. So with with that being said, so then he set up the king and he set up Daniel. Why of jealousy? Now, people do things for all different types of reasons. But in this case, it was because of jealousy. But it backfired and it backfired because God showed up. But not. But see, it made it so because this is something we need to take hold of as adults regarding our children, regarding our spouses, regarding the people connected to us. Your decisions, our decisions don't only impact us us i don't care how people try to convince you that it does i don't i don't care how people try to sugarcoat it you better know that you know that you know that your decision impacts the people in your household if you are a single mom it impacts what, what you decide the men you decide to bring in your home it impacts your children It impacts your son if every week you got a new boyfriend. Because now he's trying to figure out, wow, you know, how do I manage this? You know, if it's your daughter, as a mother, you might be trying to figure out, is he looking at me or my daughter? So, man or woman, married or not. As an adult, what you do impacts your entire household. So while the men were out here trying to set up Daniel, their household didn't know what what was going on. But guess what? When God brought it to light, because eventually God does bring everything to light, what happens in the dark comes to light. When it comes to light, it impacts your entire household. In this case, not only did the satraps die, but the people in their household died. And you might say, Well, we, we're not under the law anymore. We're under grace. Absolutely. But do you know people can people can suffer from an emotional death? Do you know that people can suffer or they can get bitterness in their heart? Based on a decision that a a, a a man or a woman made, even though they didn't have anything to do with it. They weren't even there. They weren't even aware of it, but it doesn't stop the, the ramifications of decisions. So when we look at this, if we think about Daniel, I mean, not Daniel, when we think about David, right? The book of Daniel and the book of David, we're seeing this in the book of David. With David, you know that the Bible says that God said that the sword would never leave your house. David's children suffered. I know we don't like to talk about that. We like to talk about how David was a man after God's own heart. And he was. And David's children suffered. His house house suffered. Bathsheba suffered when she lost her first child. Even though he called for her as the king. We have to get away from children are resilient. We have to get away from um, children bounce back. There are adults carrying the hurt of parents not being in their lives. There are adults carrying the hurt of parents giving up, giving them up for adoption. There are children who have who are not born. Because not all, but because people found themselves in situations and they thought the better way was to abort a child. I'm not judging y'all. I'm giving you word so that we can understand the work. Is it like a sharper than a two edged sword? Y'all, it is supposed to convict us. It is supposed to cause us to go to a place of sorrow and repent and to turn from our ways and to get right with God and If you're living, get right with the people that you wronged. In this case, they had no time for repentance. And let's be real. We may not have time to repent. We think we will. We hope we will. But we don't know if we will have time. Some people die instantly, y'all. Instantly, we don't know if they had a chance to say, Father, forgive me. We don't know. Some people wait until they're on their deathbed to ask people to forgive them. And some people need to, ne- some people don't get an opportunity to ask somebody for get- to forgive them because maybe that person passes on before the person that they wronged. But remember, repentance is more than saying, I'm sorry. Repentance is turning away. It's turning away. So I say this to you because I love you, my brothers and and my sisters. And I say this to you because I've been there. I've had to make many apologies. And that's why I'm so quick to do it now. And then to purpose in my heart, God help me not to do that again. Because tomorrow is not promised. And I know that the wives and the children were looking at their husbands like, what did you do? What have you got us in? But at that point, there was nothing that they could do. The king had issued the command. And as much as God is a God of love, And a God of grace. And a God of mercy. He also is a righteous judge, y'all. And we forget that. We forget that God is a righteous judge. And notice that in Daniel, we don't hear Daniel ever saying... They set me up. Remember, I said when he, when he was going into the lion's den, he never yelled and screamed. They set me up, oh, oh king. They, they set me up. Get them. They lied on me. He didn't even address. Come on, Holy Spirit. He didn't even address the satraps. Ha! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Daniel didn't even address the satraps. He didn't even, he didn't even address the say traps. Ha! Thank you, God. He didn't say anything to them. And you know what the word of God says? God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. We have to know that we know that we know that when people do us wrong, And we've all been done wrong. I've done some people wrong. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Let's be real. I'm just being real this morning. Oh, God, I thank you that I can be real. I've done some people wrong. Now, um, I would like to think that I've not manipulatively or deceitfully set somebody up, right? But see, that's how we do. Well, I ain't as bad as this person. (laughs) Listen to me. I would like to think I haven't. Because that's what we do, right? Well, my sin ain't as great as their sin. Sin is sin, y'all. Sin is sin. But that's what we do. Well, my sin ain't as bad as so-and-so. Well, she did this. She did that. Uh, He did this. He did that. At least I didn't do that. Sin is sin. How about that? Sin is sin. Sin is sin, but Daniel didn't even address the satraps. He didn't even address them. Look in your Bible. He didn't say not one word. Instead, he praised God that he came out without a wound. Ha! Hallelujah! He praised God that he came out without a wound, and that God showed Himself strong. And he didn't. And then he didn't get mad at the at the uh, king. Because he he had to internally know that it was through influence. Now, what would have happened if Daniel would have got mad at the king? Because the king was still in in control. He could have said, well, you know what? You talking crazy. You just go back into the lion's den. We're going to try this again. (laughs) But you know what? Huh? Hallelujah! But you know what? The king became overjoyed because he saw that Daniel's God showed up. And Daniel never even addressed the, the satraps. So you don't have to address satraps. You don't have to detr- uh, address them. You let God deal with them. You let, I'm, t- I'm teaching myself something on today, okay? The Holy Spirit is teaching me on this morning. You let God deal with people who operate in deceit. You don't even have to address them. You don't even have to address them. See, I used to think I had to address everything. I used to think I had to let people know some stuff. But I've learned to get in the prayer closet. I've learned that God can deal with people much better than I can because God said that he would prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. The Bible says that before they could even get in there good, the lions got them. But it just didn't get the men who are operating that way. It got their household. So on today and on this weekend, think about what it is you're doing that's influencing your house. No, you have the ability, man and woman of God, to influence your house for the good or for the bad. Everything you do doesn't doesn't need, we might think that everything we do doesn't impact our household. But just like the wives and children didn't see it, they had to deal with it. Just because you ain't bringing it into the face of your kids, they still gotta deal with it. Just because your kids don't know There'll be a day they still got to deal with it. If you doing drugs and you ain't doing drugs in your house and your kids don't know that you doing drugs, then as money starts being taken out of the house. As they see, you know, one parent carrying the load because your money is being spent on this or that. Right. It It impacts the household. So I encourage you, men and women of God. (laughs) Reflect on your life. If you've done some things, ask God to genuinely, genuinely forgive you. Repent and turn before it's too late. At the command, they had to go. We don't know when God is, is coming. We don't know when his judgment is coming because the Bible says that he comes as a thief in the night. So I know this ain't no hallelujah shouting word, but it's a sound word. And it's it, and it's a word that I think sometimes we don't talk about enough. We don't talk about God being a judge enough. And, and as Tupac said, only God can judge me. Yes, only God can judge any of us. And he will. He will judge all of us. But just like anything else, when you know you're going to court, I want to be prepared. I want to be prepared. And I want to seek God's grace and his mercy now while I have the time, while I have breath, while I can use my lips and my mind because the Bible tell us to work while it is day because when night come, no man can work and I will tell you if situations come and you may not be able to repent so don't be like the traps, y'all but be like Daniel, in this case, be like Jesus love you all, have an awesome weekend, bye bye